Yo, welcome to the Fantasy Fixers Podcast. I am your host, Jay Brown, and this is episode one. This will be the running back preview in which I will give out my rankings for my top 20 running backs or so. Uh, let's not waste a bunch of time. Let's get straight to it. All right, coming in at number one is Christian McCaffrey, CMC. I don't need to waste any time on what he is and what he does. Even though he was injured last year, you might think, oh, he might be a little injury prone. I'm going to stay away from him. Don't. Pick him as the number one overall. There's no debate, no question. Let's move on. Coming in at number two is Dalvin Cook. He ended the year with 1,500 yards, uh, 17 touchdowns. He was the second overall uh, in points last season amongst running backs. So he's going to ball out again. Um, he had three over 300 carries, so it's kind of concerning. Um, with his injury history, but it is what it is. If he's a game changer, he's a game winner, and you need him to make a playoff run. He was on 79% of the actual teams who drafted him. They went to the playoffs. So, you know, after that, from the playoffs on, it's all luck. So at least he gets you to the playoffs, and you have to figure it out from there. Um, They changed offensive coordinators. They went from the, the dad to the son with the Kubiaks. So the scheme shouldn't change. But you got to think, this is going to be explosive offense considering they still have Justin Jefferson, who I can't even say sleeper. He's about to go crazy or explode. What do you mean by that? And you still got Thielen, who ended the year with 14 touchdowns. So this offense is going to be it's going to be amazing. So Dalvin Cook is the number two pick, without a doubt. All right, number three, Salvin Kamara uh, for the New Orleans Saints. He ended the year as the number one running back, but you have to preface the fact that he, he really did it on the Christmas game where he had six touchdowns. Like, that's not going to happen. And it took that for him to actually take the lead. So don't expect that to happen. But what you have to consider when you talk about passing running backs is the fact that if they have a running QB, they're usually not going to have as many catches. Like, for instance, Kamara's numbers went down from getting eight targets a game to four targets a game when Taysom was in the, in the game with him. But now they have Jameis, so his numbers should get back up to eight targets a game. And they have one of the best offensive lines in football with Ramchek and uh, Armstead. So this is going to be – he's going to ball out again, and he should be able to keep his ADP of being number three overall. Coming in at number four is King Henry, the 2020 Offensive Player of the Year. Mr. Back-to-Back, 2,000, 2,000 yards a season. He's a business decision. Yeah, that's what it's going to be if you try to tackle him. It's a business decision. Just ask Josh Norman, who got – stiff arm into the popcorn man during that game. Don't be afraid that he doesn't catch any passes. Who cares? When you're running for 200 yards a game, who cares? And it's, it's not like he's going to decline just yet. Most time you have to be afraid of guys who get in the range of, when they start getting like 350 carries, that's when it's a little scary because they're going to eventually fall off because you got to consider guys like, I'm probably dating myself here, but Priest Holmes, uh, Larry Johnson, DeMarco Murray, when they run you into the ground, you have to decline, like simple and plain. But what you have to consider when it comes to Henry is the fact that he spent like two two years with DeMarco Murray in which they split carries. So he hasn't had the full workload like most guys who came in the NFL. Don't be afraid of it because he has a better offense now. You got Julio out there as well. Now, granted, we have to see if Julio will be able to stand up and stay healthy at the age of 32, but we'll see. But either way, He's still the guy to own in this offense, number four overall. Coming in at number five is Ezekiel Elliott. Granted, if you picked him last season, he he burned you like a fight between Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi. I get it. 
I did the same thing, and it hurt my soul. But you have to think about it. Dak went down. His offensive line was in shambles, in which they are ranked like number seven when they're healthy. Layal Collins got hurt. Uh, Tyron Smith was banged up all year. Their only healthy spot was Zach Martin and Connor Williams. Zach Martin is the second best left guard in football. So if Dak is healthy, Zach is going to go crazy once again, like he always does. Last year was the first year where he didn't eclipse a thousand yards. And that was on the back of Dak not being there and rolling with Andy Dalton. So the offense just wasn't moving as well. But when this line is intact and they're round, running downhill all game, Ezekiel Elliott is a force to be reckoned with, and I expect him to keep his ADP of five overall, if not higher this season. So watch back. Coming in at number six is Aaron Jones. He's on the offense with A-Rod. We, we could go to the next pick right now, honestly. Uh, he has back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, he had 19 touchdowns in 2019, so he's, a, he's still a TD monster on top of being able to catch the ball. Now, granted, a lot of the times last season, Jamal Williams got a ton of work. But in the four games that Jamal Williams wasn't there, uh, Aaron Jones averaged about 22 points a game. So he's going to ball out, and I'm not worried about A.J. Dillon. He's still the young pup, and he doesn't have the prowess of being able to catch the ball like Aaron Jones does. So Aaron Jones is my number six pick. Coming in at number seven is Jonathan Taylor for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, now, last year, I mostly – I didn't have any stock when it came to Taylor because I was on the, the Marlon Mack train, and I didn't understand why people were picking Jonathan Taylor so early because I'm like, no, Marlon Mack is going to be the starter. You guys need to pipe down a little bit because this isn't what's going to happen. But after the Mack injury, you know, you, you look like a genius if you picked up Jonathan Taylor in the third round, in which it started off abysmal. Like, I want to say in the first – Eight to ten games he played, he only averaged 11 fantasy points. That's not even startable once you really think about it. Like, you would rather have somebody else if you're only getting 10 points a game. But it was a tell of two halves where in the second half of the season, he averaged about 20 points, and he was the third best back during that time frame. Now, you have to take a back seat thinking that Naeem Hines is still there and he's still going to take a lot of the catches. But what you have to consider is the fact that Quentin Nelson is the number one left guard in football. I've never seen a bulldozer wear a jersey, but I'm pretty sure it would uh, be something like Quentin Nelson for the Indianapolis Colts. So as long as he follows behind him, he's going to have a great year. And according to one of their beat writers uh, for the Colts, uh, they were saying he's going to take a huge leap in his second year. And he already had 1,100 yards. So if you're telling me he's going to be a huge leap, I'm all in. Let's do it. Coming in at number nine is Saquon Barkley. I get turn my turn some sad music on. All right, now I I actually drafted Saquon last year and I thought I got him for a bargain and I was I was excited. I was excited like when you when you got McDonald's fries at the bottom of your bag. I was that excited and boy was I wrong. It was disastrous. He got hurt in the second week and that was literally boy, your no first way, slash second round pick. And when that happens, you're pretty much done for the season. If your guy gets hurt in the second week of the season, you're pretty much done. And what it comes down to is that we're just chasing his his rookie year, in which he had, I think, 1,500 yards and, like, almost 100 receptions. And that came off the strength of Eli Manning. Eli Manning was the check-down monster. I mean, every time he got the ball, he was checking the ball down to Saquon because he was like, hey, I don't have enough time in the pocket, so I got to get rid of the ball. Now, granted, 
Of course, there's a cute new QB in here, but he did play in 2018, in which he only had a thousand yards then. So you're like, why am I picking a guy in the first round if he's having a thousand yards? Every starting running back pretty much gets a thousand yards. So it's not going to be worth it to. He's probably the scariest guy on this list because I just don't trust it. Because on top of that, they're gonna they're gonna actually I think they're gonna ease him into the game too. They're gonna ease him in, so you're gonna be upset if you pick him this early and he gets the ball 12 times for the beginning of the season. You're not going to actually benefit from picking him until midseason. And can you wait that long? Probably not. Probably not. You're probably not going to be able to wait that long, so just move on and get the next guy because this isn't it. Or go get a wide receiver. I always go wide receiver, wide receiver, because I'm just more confident in those guys. But let's go on to the number 10 pick. I take it all back. My number 10 pick is just as creepy as Saquon. You can tell by the music. But it's Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler has never passed, surpassed 500 yards rushing. And you might say, well, Melvin Gordon was there or he was injured. And that could absolutely be the case. But he's never ran for more than 500 yards. And that's just insane to think of when you're drafting a guy that's low. Now, granted, if he can stay on the field and be healthy, he's going to be in the top 10. But that's a lot to ask for for a guy who's never done it. And along with the fact that I just read a report saying the coach saying that he likes all of his backs. That's kind of scary when you hear that because you're thinking like, oh, this is going to be a split up backfield. But I still have to put him at 10 because of how many balls he can actually yeah, catch out the backfield. So that's my number 10. And uh, that's, this is going to wrap up the list because honestly what I want to do is I want to at least put out all of my top 10 uh, rankings before you guys do your drafts. So uh, let's do quarterbacks next. It's on the way. Hey, if you made it this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the Fantasy Fixers podcast. This is episode one in the books. Many more to come. Let's do it again. One.